right. Welcome to Yotina's Mercenaries. <laughs> I am your host and DM for the evening, the green protagonist. And with me, I bring my friends and player characters, starting with Jar of Jin. Sure. I play Pizza, a drow psi warrior who does not speak common, but his player doesn't speak French. Wild chipmunks. Hello, I play MK002, a warforged monk. Zero Fuji. Hi, I play some MK005 body, a male human villager. Last, but not least, because the least is not here today. General! Hi, I play uh, James Bronze, a part of the creation. And we are once again missing our friend Mammoth Grunt because he is moving and has children. All right, boys and girls, last session, we broke away from Tem, who had too expensive of stuff to buy, and we walked up to what appeared to be a little bit of an illicit gambling ring. These people were clearly cheating, and it took the party a little bit to figure out exactly what was going on, but it turns out the man had marked cards, and he was pulling tens out of the deck in order to win every single time. Our party discovered this cheat, and the man threw up arms in defense, and our party quickly dispatched of him, but let one get away. They took his gold. The guard is apparently very lax here in King's Bay, and they said, throw the bodies in the bay and you'll be good to go. I'm assuming the party did clean up as requested, because I did delete the bodies already. Yes. MK, did you do the dirty work? We fed him to the horse. <laughs> Horses aren't carnivorous. <laughs> Icelandic horses are. Oh, oh, you're right. Joy is not carnivorous. She's not an Icelandic horse. She's a <laughs> copper vault horse. <laughs> um, okay, bodies are currently in the bay, and they're swimming with the fishies. And there's just a little bit of a bloodstain. The party has gained 375 gold from looting the bodies. And you guys are free to go about the remainder of the dock. You still have not found out where the house of Mikatello is. Mick Atella Row. That's it. Hey, MK, look, they're selling food over there. <laughs> I'm full now. Oh. Those two eyeballs really did it for you, huh? That's all I need. That said, friends, we have recently acquired a vast amount of resources. I recommend immediate reallocation into a sturdy form of transportation, such as perhaps, and his eyes will shift towards the blue horse, any available steed. Oh, look. <laughs> there appears to be one available. I don't mind buying the blue horse, Mr. MK. You have always been the best disciple of hell. Yes, I, I agree. We should uh, we should uh, get some, some transportation uh, while we're here. Wonderful. Let's go barter. <laughs> MK will walk back to the blue horse. For the love of God, there's only one way this ends, isn't there? Listen, you shouldn't have introduced the horse. Listen, I'm going to find a horse token. And if you hand <laughs> that man 400 gold, this is happening right now, because I don't see a way out. <laughs> I don't know how to move my character anymore. I, I'm in the bottom of the cave. <laughs> Hello, sir. We're back. Yeah, Norn turns to you and he says, "Well, hi. I heard you had a you had a little bit of a scuffle over there." We did, and we unrelated 
acquired a vast amount of gold. Unrelated. <laughs> Would you be interested in selling this horse for 300 gold? I told you I'd go to like as low as 350, but I'm not doing, not doing any lower than that. Told you, I'm, I'm certain somebody will come around and they'll be willing to buy this horse, you know, like an assassin or something like that. An assassin? Someone like us, right? We can buy it for 350. 350? I, I, like I said, I'd sell 400 to an assassin because that'd just be freaking cool. But if right. you guys buy it, I consider that to be, you know, the deal, the bargain. 350, you've drive yourself a hard bargain, but deal. <laughs> Do you hand this man 350 gold for a blue horse? Uh, MK will put in 145 in total, which decreases the total contribution from everybody to what? Uh, there's three more of us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's well over what he needs. Somebody who's had less beer is going to need to do this math. I'm confused. What are you trying to do? Why don't you just give him the 375 that we have, uh, that we just got from the people? Oh, I guess we could just do that. I was going to try and decrease the amount that everybody was spending by MK's 145 gold so that everybody didn't have to contribute that much, but that works fine. Yeah, and then we have 25 gold left over that can go to James because he won the last gambling thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, James won the last one. So, deal struck. We now have paid the gold. The horse is in your possession, although you have to get it out of the boat first. If you try to sell us this horse without a method to get it out of the boat, I swear to God. <laughs> it was a it was a bit of a struggle to get her in there. Uh, you know, she didn't really want to go. Then struggle again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's he's gonna he's gonna pull the boat in by the rope, and he's gonna try to get as close to the dock as possible. But the boat is at a different level because it's a rinky dinky little thing, and it's got the weight of a horse on top of it. So he is going to roll athletics and an animal handling. He rolled an 18 on the athletics, so he pulls the boat really, really close, and he's able to hold it there. And then he says, Oh, God, Joy, get your ass up here! And Joy stays put. Um, Can I go over and try? It's okay, Joy. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Just trust us. Roll an animal handling check. I'm going to use my lucky fee to re-roll that. Is this your third one for the day? It is. Okay. What is your total? 12. I'm going to roll a wisdom check for Joy. Joy rolled a very high. She trusts you, and she puts a hoof off the boat, and she steps up onto the dock. I was about to say, if that didn't work, I could lightning lure her onto the dock. (laughs) (laughs) This This is the Joy token. She is now on the dock. Ignore the invisible horse in the boat. Good girl, Joy. I pet, give her petsies. She's really, really smooth. It, it's because uh, I'm using the standard draft horse token, and I have to put like a blue tint over it, but it just adds darkness to it, so it's going to take a little bit of tinkering to get her to not be so dark. Just give me some time, and I'll try to figure it out. It's okay. I was just joshing you. <laughs> I feel so joshed. Well, uh, Mr. MK, we got the horse one now. We leave everybody back on the ship. Okay. Hey, why are we supposed to be looking for the house of Carmen? Pizza, are you still over there by the food? Yeah, pizza's busy shopping. Okay. Well, uh, who do you who do you step up to? Uh 
I don't know, mostly he's just looking at the tables right now, seeing what's available. Uh, this really rotund and kind of elderly cat lady like goes, oh, and she kind of steps up to you. She smells fantastic. Like she smells like every single herb in the book, but it's just floaty and buttery and just makes your heart really warm inside. She's like, oh, and she like puts her hand up on your cheek and she pats you. She doesn't really say a word. She just makes noises. And she like pizza stops for a minute and goes over to the uh, over to the harbor and vomits right into the harbor. <laughs> she like walks up behind you and she pats you on the back. Oh, oh. <laughs> Going back to the table, pizza's looking around. It looks like there's some bread on the table. What else do we? What else are we seeing? Uh, she. She uh, holds out her money bag and she shakes it and she holds her hand out and she points to a a slate board that's laid up against this cart over here that's filled with her ingredients. Um, the it in common is written out six silver, one meal. Can you read well, that? Common? Help. No. <laughs> is the number six and under common and common in the same? Um, no. Well, okay. written maybe, like. Uh, written out in in um, Arabic characters, probably. <laughs> She's going to shake her money back again. Uh, if you want to make an insight check to see if she's to, see if you understand what she's trying to demand specifically, you may be able to do so. Five. Okay. Um, you still don't get it. You just see a woman shaking a money bag at you and kind of making cooing noises. She seems really nice. Like, she's being extremely patient, but you just don't understand what she's saying. Pizza's going to point at the bread. Is there any cheese? Or wine? Um, she has things on her cart, but she's not exactly going out to get them. The bread's very clear to you meant to be as an appetizer. And... If you were to take it, you'd feel kind of bad because you haven't bought a meal yet, assuming you're the type of person that feels guilt for taking things that you shouldn't. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it is, well, with that, low, with that low check, I was going to say it's fairly obvious that this is some sort of transaction. Hmm. You don't um, know the exact amount, but you could just pull out money and you could see I was going to say, does. what if Pizza just put his money bag on the table and pointed at the bread and the fish? How much money do you have? Oh, it was like a hundred and something gold total. Okay. You put the money bag on the table, and she kind of shakes her hands back and forth. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. And she she kind of pushes it back, and she holds up a single finger. Like, you're... And she she looks a little bit swooned, like she thinks you're trying to pay her the entirety of your wallet, and it kind of took her heart for a bit. So <laughs> she's she's going to be like, let me uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion for me. Or actually, just tell me what your modifier is, and we'll consider it to be passive persuasion. Uh, plus two. Okay. And a roll would be an 11. Her insight's really good. She, she's able to pick up your, your, what you're saying, and she's kind of touched. So she's just going to go back to her, her uh, cooking pots, and she's going to whip up something really fast. She comes back to you in like less than two minutes, and she slams a plate on the table in front of you. And it looks delectable. Nice. It's got freshly fried fish, and it's got <laughs> a whole medley of vegetables, and they're all seasoned to perfection. Oh, wee, wee! And she, she walks up behind you and goes, oh, oh, and she pats you on the back. Pizza sits down and just chows down, and he kind of indicates his friends right, as, right before he starts, you know, shoveling his face full, he indicates the other people down there. 
she steps out into the walkway and she goes, Yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, trying to wave everybody down that you point at. We ride over to him. <laughs> I will rule that unless somebody's light, which we have no small characters among us, only one person can ride Joy at a time. Everybody has to take their turns with the pony. Uh, I'm light. I'm just a skinny village boy. You are still a medium-sized creature. If there's another skinny village boy, then I will allow it. MK, you take the first ride. It's important you learn how to ride a battle steed for the war ahead. <laughs> well, Mr. MK, I already know how to ride a horse. I grew up in the village. There were horses everywhere. Right. But have you ever ridden something so smooth? <laughs> uh, without a saddle, it's actually difficult to uh, ride Joy because you slide off a bit. I can't say I have ridden anything this smooth before. <laughs> like trying to ride a slippery pig. <laughs> I have ridden those before. <laughs> MK, you're so worldly. All right, uh, everybody who makes it over here, you are able to read the sign. You see that she's asking for six silver for a meal. Y'all see pizza chowing down, and he just looks like he's loving it. I assume. <laughs> Any Anything to add to that pizza? Hasn't vomited again yet. No, you're actually feeling hardier than you were before. Like, your stomach's being filled, and you feel invigorated. It's a long boat ride. What are you eating? Pizza keeps going. He doesn't even break stride. This woman is still standing behind him. Oh, this lady Tabaxi. And she's going, oh, and she looks like she, she's, like, holding her hands together, and she's like, oh, I'm so blessed in terms of posing. She doesn't say that, because she doesn't seem to use words. Ma'am, have you ever seen an apple like this? <laughs> Do you hold out the apple for her to look at? Yeah. She, uh, initially, she takes it, and she goes, oh, and she's, like, shaking her hand, head, and she looks really happy. But after a bit, she just looks really confused. And then she looks concerned. And then she hands it back to you, and she's, she's shaking her head. Oh, oh, oh. And she hands it back to you, and she, like, wipes her hands on her apron, and she, like, steps away. God damn it. What the fuck is this thing? (laughs) (laughs) This is the most ridiculous. Maybe I should eat the whole thing. See what happens. Don't do it. Don't do it, MK. Uh, Somebody, (laughs) the thought of it makes you really, really queasy. Like, why would I even say that? That's, that's, that's ludicrous. Who would do that? Uh, Well, maybe not actually. That was crazy. You're right. However, if we ever encounter someone so vile, so hateful that we need to force feed this apple to them. <laughs> it's good to have on hand. <laughs> she she steps back to her post and she picks up a clean pot and she like bangs it together and she looks at you guys like, aww? Like anybody wants some food? Aww. I'll eat food. <laughs> she, point, she points at the sign and she holds out her hand expectantly. Pizza shakes his bag. The only time Pizza puts down his fork is to reach up and shake his bag. <laughs> I'll, give her, I'll give her six silver. All right. She uh, gets started on your meal. Or she will if, ever, if she gets silver from everybody, and she'll do all three of them at the same time. Okay. Okay. Does everybody pay, including MK? MK will pay, but he, just out of politeness, he does, he's not hungry anymore. Okay. James? Yeah. Do you pay as well? Okay. Everybody pays her. Um, everybody but pizza subtracts six silver. 
and she goes at work and in no time at all, like it only took her two minutes for pizza. It takes her three minutes for all of you. She's obviously able to end up the bulk well. She take she throws down three plates, exactly the same meal that pizza got, but pizza is already like halfway through. It's a big meal. I'm going to assume everybody takes their place at their table. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you have to leave Joy behind, okay? Well, but but she's going to eat MK. No, Joy eats at the table with us. Okay, Joy goes <laughs> to the table next to MK. <laughs> Good horse. All right. Um, at the table you're sitting at, uh, James and somebody, there is a woman, another woman there who is slowly going through her meal. By the way, this meal just smells and tastes delectable. Like, if you're picking at it, it's great. This woman, uh, she doesn't, she's like halfway through hers, but she seems a bit distracted. She's staring, she's staring right at you, somebody. Either because you're the closest one there, or just for whatever reason, you're not entirely certain. But she's got purple skin, and she's got clear white eyes. And it looks like she's just kind of staring right through you. Even if you look away, she's just looking right at your head. Hi, my name's somebody. What's your name? My name is Antiope. Tell me, young friend, would you like to have fortune read? I'm... I feel drawn to you. Something tells me I should. Um, uh, are you a tiefling? No. I am an Asimar. Child of the gods, some would call us. Although, which god is my parent, I'm not entirely certain. She kind of gets uncomfortably close to you now that she's talking to you. She smells like lavender and rosemary. Gee, well, you smell nice. I guess it can't hurt. I, I don't mind. I need two silver. One for me, and one for the gods. What? I gotta pay, but you came to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but these are magics. They don't play by normal rules. I'll give her... So the ones she you she puts one silver in one palm and one silver in the other. Her right palm she puts into her pocket and she lays there. Then she pulls out um, what looks like a deck of cards. These are elaborate and they are large. With her other hand and the other silver, she puts that hand and the coin on top of the deck. And a flash of blue light, or a flash of blue light emits out. And when she moves her hand away, there is no coin. All right. From here, I will read. And she lays out three cards. You are going to die in seven days. Oh, gee. <laughs> so she lays out three cards before you. She takes her finger, and she points to the first one. This first card is the chariot, and it's inverted. The chariot means walking forward, but when it's inverted, it means you do so aimlessly. Interesting. I don't take you and your companions as the type of people who don't know how to tell how to move forward. Well, well, we just bought a horse. That should help us move forward. You're probably right, young man. I don't see this as an unwise decision in the slightest. She moves her hand to the second card. This second card is the hanged man. It's not inverted, it's upright. This, this means suspension and being unable to move forward, but out of choice. Watching, waiting, uh, growing. She moves her hand to the third card. This third card is the devil. Inverted, but it, it means uncontained. Severing the ties that bind, 
using power and cunning to push forward to a new dawn. My divinations are rarely wrong. This fortune is most certainly true, but I do not think it applies to you or anyone at this table. No, no, it makes perfect sense. I'm waiting around for Thiesley so I could kill him, little devils. Yes. But are you growing? Do you have no path? Are you some beast lying behind the corners of dawn waiting for a snack, something easy to consume to cross your path? Is this Joy's future? (laughs) No one here, she turns to you, Ron. Not you, not our lovely patron, not the robotic man, not the troubled small one, and most certainly not that loving horse. Thank God. But it still is tied to you in some fashion. I just do not have the ability to discern how. Excuse me, miss, do you know how to cure our horse? I think he has lead poisoning or something. As natural as the metals are, I do not know if I know a way to do so. I'll take a look. Maybe I can make her more comfortable. Maybe I can extend her life. I'll see what I can do. And she approaches Joy. And she takes some time to... Just kind of look at her. <laughs> There's a nat 20 in there. I rolled a nature and a medicine check. Hmm. I will say, with this condition comes the power, and as well as the danger. I'm afraid if she were to be healed, it would take great effort and a lot of time, but she would also lose what she's gifted. I would ask how valuable her life is, and whether or not you want her to live out as she is, or to live out as she was. Is she actually in danger of dying? Because the guy that we bought it wasn't so sure. Yes, most certainly. Mithril is not a natural thing and not intended to be within the body. I'm afraid if she stays like this... Hmm. My best estimations are... If she's happy, a month. If she's sad, a week. With that, she'll take her hand off and she'll step away. Well, I guess I'd better keep her alive. Uh, What does everybody else think? Ideally, she would live eternal. (laughs) I'm afraid not many of us can have that. It's more of a curse than it is a gift, if we're being totally honest. In many ways, noble soothsayer, my young apprentice and I and MK will motion at MK. Also have a different mission. And he'll pull a, a brief out of his small paper box. And he'll flick it open. It has a picture of a of Elliot. A tiefling. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, uh, do you know where this particular tiefling is? No, I can't say I recognize them. Do you wish me to divine his position as well? Please. She holds out her hand. One silver for me, one for the gods. Very well. She does the same thing with the deck as before. So do we want to keep the horse alive, or do we want to... um... We're going to refine the source of the pure mithril, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) It would appear that the devil has made another appearance. Often tieflings are devils. That would make sense. This one 
means something different. The devil upright represents greed, controversy, violence. Typical. And addiction. Always. The wheel of fortune represents fortune when it's upright. Unexpected windfall, karma, destiny, cycles. He's as good as dead. The magician, originality, self-confidence, skill, a breakthrough, resourcefulness. The opposite of the tiefling's traits. Whether or not this is your fortune, or the tiefling's fortune, I can't say. Oh. But it is one or the other. Definitely tiefling. <laughs> Are you sure you want that? Because if so, it seems this man has the devil's luck. <laughs> Kate will sigh, and it'll turn to uh, somebody, and it'll say, They always do seem to have pretty good luck. I have the best of luck, so my luck will counteract his luck, and then you get to kill him, because, you know, you'll be the leftovers after the luck runs out. Fantastic. Thank you, Soothsayer. You are a highly respected people from where I come from. I appreciate your time, as well as your company. If you wish, take the rest of my plate. Give it to Joy. And she's going to turn away, and she's going to make her way down the docks. Wait, wait, ma'am, so wait, can you heal Joy? Can you heal her? She did not give you that answer, but she's already walking away. She did say she could be healed, but she didn't say whether or not she could. Yeah, that's why I, I called out to her, but she doesn't turn around or anything? Nope. Mysterious. <laughs> Pizza keeps hearing the words Tiefling, and he leans across the table to MK002 and says, Elliston Tiefling? Pizza, I'm not sure what you meant, but I can tell you. <laughs> I guess he'll hold up a picture of a Tiefling. A random one from the file, and I'll just punch it in the face repeatedly. Wait, wait! Yes, yes, I see your luster for justice. Alright, uh, James, I see you have moved down the southern dock. I assume you have finished your meal. Are you doing anything special? I don't want to talk to these other two guys down here. Okay, let me scroll up. Alright, so first you encounter this man who has a giant pile of doors next to him, as well as a boat filled with doors. Um... You see that the ones underneath are being crushed by the ones on top, and little pieces of wooden debris are just falling off. This boat is overladen with doors. The man kind of looks down, doesn't really say anything to you. Looks a little bit jittery. Oh, excuse me. I walk past him. What? Nothing to say? I'm an honest door salesman, okay? I uh, don't have any uh, use for your doors, thanks, but... You got you got something else people trying to make a living? Um. um already over here. He starts start sobbing. Uh, this person says, yeah, he's been like that all morning. Don't take any offense. She's a, she's a tall woman. She's like 7'1". She's barely checked out in chain mail. She, you know, if, if she looks kind of like a thug, but at the same time, she's got that brutish, you know, beauty to her. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you want, if you're looking for a woman who could crush your head like a melon, this would probably be it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, so, uh, you got any interest in novelty wine bottles? Uh, wine's included. Comes at a bargain. Four gold for one bottle. And she slams this thing down in front of you, and it's, like, two and a half feet tall, and the base is nearly a foot tall. It's like buying one for the price of, or buying six for the price of one. <laughs> Look at the boat. It's just got a whole bunch of these things all lined up in rows. Just a whole bunch of really massive wine bottles. 
good for parties. You put them on the mantelpiece, and you had a story to tell. You know, you can make one up if you want to. You could say you got it from a king. I don't care what you do with it afterwards, but, you know, big wine bottle. It has wine in it. it. has wine in it. Pretty good stuff, too. I've definitely dipped into it once or twice. What kind of wine is it? Do you want to pop one open? Uh, sure. Yeah, here, I'll give you a whiff. She uh, pulls out a cork. She, unpo- she uncorks it, and she, like, wafts her hand towards your nose so you can smell it smells like. Does it smell like apples? Do you wish to, like, ascertain its value? No, it does not smell like apples. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to appraise it. All right, give me an intelligence check, raw. Eight. It smells like wine, doesn't smell like bad wine. It smells like wine. I'll say two. It's also a lot of wine. Mm, sold! And she snaps her fingers. She reaches into the boat and she pulls out two big wine balls and hands them to you by the neck. Okay. How much was that again? Eight gold total. These bottles are these bottles are made of thick glass and they are heavy. When you when you hold one, your arm kind of retracts into the weight. They probably weigh like thirty pounds a piece. <coughs> Pleasure doing business with you. Got any friends? Send them our way. We got a lot to go through. Well, good. Thank you. <laughs> and you are now the proud owner of two novelty-sized wine bottles. I'll push my way past the door, lady. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Thomas! I'll make my way to the party. Uh, oh, I slammed the bottles on the table. <laughs> Look what I got. Jesus. Uh, the uh, cat lady says, Oh, no, 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 no. And she's going to like kind of push him off the table. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I'll hold them. If you set them on the ground, she calms down. She goes back to her work. Okay. Well, uh, I haven't met a single person that knows what we're looking for. <laughs> you guys haven't asked. <laughs> well, you asked one person. Yeah, I guess I could have asked the wine, wine lady, but I forgot. Let's ask this illustrious food woman, ma'am, do you know, what are we looking for again? The House of Micatellaro. Do you know where the House of Micatellaro is? Could you just point in the direction? Her her brows kind of perk up. She goes, oh, oh, and she points off just to the north, but more a little bit to the east. And... She points out specifically a really, really tall roof. Like you can see it over every other house because it towers over them. Just mm. oh, oh, um, and she like points to a piece of blue fabric on her person, and she kind of shakes it a bit, and then she points at the roof again. It's the giant house with the blue roof. Thank you. Shall we, gentlemen, and horse? <laughs> Uh, yes, we should get Yotina to accompany us. Do you think she wants to go with us? Didn't she tell us to go get her whenever we found what we were looking for? She wanted to know where the house was, so you do need to get her so you can get to the house. Um, all of you feel invigorated from your meal. Like, that was a really good meal. Um, everybody gains 15 temporary hit points for the next eight hours. And your wisdom save is increased by plus one, a small bolster. Wisdom save, specifically. I said that right? All right. Everybody arrives back at the boat. Uh, Yotina is sitting on the edge. And you see uh, Ezio is still leaning up against the uh, mass brooding. There is no sign of Coco. 
Did Coco even come with us? Coco was here when you guys left the boat earlier. Well, uh, Rutina, uh, we found uh, the house of uh, Michelo Chini that you're looking for. Ah, <laughs> uh, you found uh, the house of Mikatellaro? Yeah. Um, okay, well, we can head straight there. I'm certain she'll meet us regardless of when we show up, but I certainly hope my friend is home today. We'll just have to find out when we get there. Let's see. All right. Uh, SEO, you, you mind the boat. We're going to go ahead and take... Oh, what's that horse doing here? It is bold of you to ask that question. This horse is part of the team. I mean, you guys didn't have a horse when you left the boat like an hour ago. Where did you get it? And also, why is it blue? These are questions unnecessary for the continuation of the mission. <laughs> I I disagree with that. As your employer, I'd like to know what we are doing with this uh, animal. We made more money from killing three homeless men than you've ever paid us. Hey, we agreed upon that rate beforehand. That's fair. Not to mention, still, you guys are still on the clock. You're still earning. Oh. Uh, the horse was won in an agreement of an exchange of currencies. I guess it wasn't really won. We purchased the horse. <laughs> well, uh, I don't really know exactly what to do with it. We have to go visit, a, essentially, a king. Uh, Zio, can you take care of... What's the horse's name? We call her Joy, but she is eternal. <laughs> uh, can you... Zio, can you, can you keep Joy entertained? I don't know. I haven't really dealt with animals before. I don't know what you do with a horse. I'm going to roll a animal handling check on Zio. Zio, don't you dare do anything with this horse. You watch the horse. Luckily for us, Mammoth has a positive skill. Unluckily for us, I rolled a three. Uh, he kind of he lifts up the broom of his hat and he kind of slams it back down. He's just like, I do not think that this is among my skill sets. Watching an animal? He says, yes. Um, it can be with me, but I can't make any promises. Promises of what? That it will be here when you get back, naturally. If it runs away, I don't know exactly what to do to stop it. It's a f- it has a free will. It is a wild beast. There's Rob's, please. Uh, I don't think it's a wild... It's, it's, it's tamed. Like, see, and I start petting it. We're all tame until we're stressed. That's when we become animals. Zio, yeah, we swear to God, if this horse is gone when we get back, it costs 500 gold. Joy is going to confidently step out onto the boat. <laughs> she's just going to sit there in the water. She looks content because she's on a bigger boat than she was before. <laughs> you know what? That's our problem, Zio. We were asking the wrong person. Joy, could you please watch Zio? Roll animal handling. Um, if you get a 20, she's going to turn and watch the <laughs> Okay, well, that was a 6 to me. <laughs> that is not a 20. Joy just kind of sits there staring off into the water. <laughs> she agreed. Let's go. Well, fellas, uh, I hope you're all gussied up because we're going to go to a palace. Everybody ready to progress? Ready. Boom, bow. Okay. So you guys walk through the streets of King's Bay, and you come across the building with the blue roof. Only individuals who might be considered royalty by the standards of haglards and hoarders inhabiting the port town now named Court King's Bay 
would be the eight heads of house belonged to any of the eight families present at the founding of the city. The party currently stands outside the gates of the current home of one of these households, the Micatellero household. It is a massive five-story mansion surrounded by tall, intimidating stone walls and luscious flowering hedges, smack dab in the middle of the city's downtown district. Uniformed guards, armed with rifles, bearing the Micatello crest of a leaping swordfish, are standing at attention everywhere you look. None taking a moment to acknowledge your presence. Wow, this is the place. I, I definitely recognize that crest. Bonjour, monsieur. None of the guards turn to acknowledge you. They just keep staring dead forward, and they have their hands on their rifles, and they're standing at attention, looking really, really nice. Or <laughs> really, really prim and proper. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Nothing. Où est la toilette? <laughs> I've been working on it. Yotina, didn't you say you had a friend here? I do, but I don't know. This place is massive. I've never been here before. I don't know if anybody would recognize me. It's been 11 years. Uh, hello? Anybody? I'm... I'm here to speak to Lady Amuro. I have an invitation. Hello? And uh, as she gets closer, this gentleman in the right turret, who has the different shirt, because he's got no white bands and just the green thing, kind of as stiff as starch, takes an ever so slight turn and looks down to Lady Otina. I, I have I have an invitation to uh, see Lady Amuro, and she holds it out in the air. And it just kind of lifts up into the air as if grabbed by an invisible force, and it floats up to this man's hands. From there, he reads the note briefly. Then he turns to the other person standing on this turret, and he snaps his fingers twice. The man steps over to him very rapidly. The man in green holds out the note and points towards the house and snaps twice again. And this man hurriedly runs off towards the inside of the house. A couple minutes later, a man dressed in black steps out of the front door of the house and he stands at the gate, snaps his fingers twice, and then both gates open to the, to the party. The madam will see you now, Miss Yotina. He gestures in towards the building. Please follow me. Would you guys walk through oh, this? Oh yeah, it's daylight, isn't it? Yeah, it is daylight. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> you guys progress forward. The The butler stands at the door. He pulls out his keys and he undoes the lock. Opens the door and swings forward and gestures everybody in. This foyer is massive. The ceiling is high, approximately three stories tall, and the room itself spans an area greater than 5,000 square feet. There are seven or eight water fountains, each with a swordfish at its center, but this fountain in the, in the center of the room is of particular note as it's easily a story tall in its own right and depicts a silver cast leaping swordfish the size of a horse. Pink tinted water flows from the room's many faucets and the smell of misty rose petals wafts through the air. Two long pools stretch across the threshold. Large orange and white fish can be seen swimming in the waters below. In short order, the sound of grinding gears bellows out from a marble pillar behind the large fountain at the center of the room. The pillar begins to shift as brass stairs fan out from a newly opened hole in the ceiling. Riding on the bottom step as the spiral staircase descends, the 
ground floor is a short dwarven woman wearing an elaborate and puffy pink dress. Her eyes lock on you, Tina, and a <laughs> echoes across the chamber. A pair of twin elven handmaidens escort the woman as she hazardously dances along the edge of the descending brass steps, eagerly awaiting the moment it touches the ground so she may rush to properly greet the equally giddy Yotina. Oh my god, Amura! You see this woman has a small, yappy dog who just keeps going <coughs> constantly, never stopping. Yotina! And Amura, this woman, walks up to Yotina and she gives her a big, long hug. Oh, Yotina, I haven't seen you in so long. How long has it been? 11, 12 years? Uh, since grade school, longer, I think. Oh, and who are these lovely companions you have with you? And she gestures to all of you guys to introduce yourselves. My name is MK002, traveling salesman. <laughs> A traveling salesman? Oh, how marvelous. And uh, you, small boy? Hi, I'm some MK002 body. Nice to meet you. Oops. <laughs> James, as you step onto the pink tiles that surround the pool of water, uh, from the rafters of this giant room, three guards descend on ropes and point their guns at you. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to step here next to my friend here. Oh, stand down. I promise you, it's it's nothing. They didn't mean any harm by it. But please, uh, stay away from the koi ponds. Daddy loves his fish. I see it. <laughs> and with that, the three guards repel back into the ceiling. Oh, where were we? Uh, sorry, you were introducing yourself, small man. Pointing back at you, somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I'm just somebody. Nice to meet you. I mean, you know, certainly are somebody, but what is your name? My name's some, some, somebody, some, some MK00. What is your name? Oh, oh my gosh. I am so sorry. I, I, I just, I didn't understand. Oh, that's so peculiar. Oh, oh, and uh, you little man. And uh, she points at you, pizza. Who might you be? I don't think I've ever seen a drow in person before. To understand what she's getting at, I'm assuming she's speaking in common. She is. Pizza's just kind of going to give her a look. A confused look, but a look just the same. Do you say anything to her? No. Oh, no, don't be rude. You can, t you can talk to me. No reason to be afraid. Pizza kind of looks around at everybody else, wondering what the heck's going on. MK shrugs. He doesn't talk much. He's blind sometimes. His name's Pizza. Oh, oh he, he's one of the impaired. Oh. Golly, I'm just all over the place today. I just don't get along with regular people. <laughs> and uh, how about you, uh, Mr. Silver Fox? <laughs> Is that at me? Yeah, it's at you. Uh, Bronze, James Bronze. Oh, I see we are someone of culture. The little dog is going nah, 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 unseasonally. Well, uh, you're all quite a fascinating bunch. I, I'm so sorry. I don't have time to catch up completely right now, Yotina. Uh, but we can't let the years continue to pass by us like this. We must, we must find each other again some other time. Uh, for now, uh, what's this favor you mentioned in your letter that you have need of me for? Oh, uh, right to the chase. Uh, I'm doing research for uh, faces of sorts, and uh, a big part of that is gathering knowledge on rare historical artifacts, journals, research papers, things of that sort. 
Oh, and uh, how might I be able to help with that? I- I'm but a humble daughter of a merchant. Well, I, I heard that your um, dad was a bit of a collector, and I heard some rumblings that he had acquired some iron works dated back to the Second Age and an enchanted Tarask Muller and the Summer Original of the Blade Queen Augusta. And I was wondering if maybe you know, uh, you let me uh, see his private collection. There's a bit of a pause there, kind of sits stagnant for a bit. That's a big ask, Utina. Daddy doesn't just let anybody see his collection. I, I promise, purely for research purposes, nothing fishy. Uh, I mean, no funny business, I swear. Mm, it's not really up to me to say, but I think you may be able to convince him if I can get him to trust you. Mm, I think. It was Cillarella's birthday. Huh? Daddy was planning to give the old summer villa to my sister Cirella for her birthday in two weeks. The, the house is full of worthless junk, and we are just getting—we are just trying to get it cleaned out. But he started getting super antsy about the whole thing because people he tried to hire to get the place cleaned out haven't come back to say that everything's ready for the surprise. If uh, you and your people go and make certain everything's ready for the surprise, that and that none of the servants have uh, skittered off, then I'm certain it would put Daddy in a good mood, and he'd be happy to let you see his collection. Murray turns to everybody. Oh, and of course, we'll pay for your help, too. Um, she turns to the butler to her left. Uh, what's our going rate for favor, Simon? Um, your father has authorized a maximum increment of 75 platinum per expense, my lady. Okay, we will give that to check up on our servants. If any of them are going against their wishes, uh, please take their authorization tax so we can fire them properly. It's a little silver thingy every servant has to wear around their neck. The butler and the two handmaidens each reach for a silver chain around their necks, and they tug it on it and produce a silver tag approximately the size of a folded playing card. The tag uh, depicts an impression of a swordfish and has several small bumps on the reverse. Well, I'll, uh, does, how does that sound? Should be an easy week. Uh, take a boat, boat to an island paradise, slap a few slackers into shape, turn around, put up your feet for the weekend while I research uh, Mr. M- Mr. McTellero's private collection. Should be a pleasant change of pace from constant movement. Just to be clear, you make your servants wear collars. Well, of course. The help has to know who, they're, who their boss is. It's pretty standard, let's be honest. <laughs> MK will stare at you, Tina. Well, I mean, I want to know if everybody else is okay with this. How about you, somebody? Does this sound like a good enough job for you? She's kind of got a bit of a pleading look in her eye like she really wants you to say yes. No, well, I mean, geez, I'm just here to help. Like Mr. Volo said, uh, I'm I'm fine with anything, really. She gets a little happy. Oh, thank you, somebody. Uh, James? Uh, I mean, I, I expected to be looking for uh, hidden treasures, but uh, I reckon uh, I will. In this case, the treasures are all dug up. We just have to get permission to see them. I see, I see. Well, uh, we, let us proceed, then. All right. Pizza? We? Oh, oui? Uh... Fuerte fer du traviali? Forgive me, my undercommon is awful. She's trying to say can do work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I kind of figured it was something like that. Oui, d'accord. Oh, excellent. Oh, yes, we will take the job. Oh, uh, while you are there, there's one thing of importance of that house that isn't garbage. Can you find a blue vase with red flowers on it? It belonged to my mother, has very high sentimental value to me. I'll give you all an additional uh, 75 platinum if you can find it and bring it back without so much as a scratch on it. Ah, easy mind to boo. Uh, everybody 
just more on the pile, right, everyone? I, I said, sure, right, we'll try our best, I think. <laughs> Eugene's very excited. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Mara says, fantastic. I have a boat summoned for you. The butler bows and shuffles down the nearest hallway. Now, now, if you'll excuse me, I've got a party to attend to. The House of Jaws isn't an easy group to please. It was good to see you, Yotina. She goes in. She gives her another hug. Oh, you too, Amara. Oh, little Simi will have her own little private island to call her own. Uh, Daddy will be so pleased. Amara and her handmaidens retreat back to the stairs they came down on. Little yippy dog continuing to yip, 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 yip. They step onto the stairs, and they recede back into the ceiling. Oh, Yotina, I I think I have an hour open tomorrow around noon. Please be back by then so we can get together for tea. With that, uh, the ceiling shuts closed, and the butler returns back to you. We will have a small vessel ready for your party, and looks at his watch. 20 minutes. Please be prompt. I will show your party out. And he starts gesturing everybody to leave the palace. MK will turn to the party. How much is 75 platinum again? Oh, I think that's 750 gold, if I'm not mistaken. That might be enough to pay for treatment for joy. (laughs) 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 Of one mind. Okay, with that, we'll end the session. You guys are going to go back to the docks. There's going to be another small boat there waiting for you. And you're going to sail off to... Cimarilla's Island. Um, thank you all for joining us this evening. This was a long night. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, and we hope to see you back with the next session. Everybody say good night. Good night. Ciao. Astria D&D shenanigans. This one's going to take me a little bit, so General, if you wish to edit out the dead air. No, I'm going to leave it all in. Okay. <laughs> I wonder why he's My favorite part about Pizza's character is that I also have no earthly clue about what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to interact with him exactly as we would for that exact reason. There's no role-playing. It's just honesty. I'm going to drag everybody over. Cause I got the authority. Dragging all the party over. Get this thing underway. Next time on Astria D&D. MK, assistance is required. MK requires assistance. Pitchfork. Oh, hello, somebody. Jeez, help me! Oh, get level 25 feet. Welcome to Simi Island. Parisi, Parisi!